We always say that um, the relationship between Israeli companies and Japanese corporations is really creating a synergy. Uh, together we can create um, great value. So we always say Israelis are making zero to one and Japanese are good in making one to 100. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by J Ventures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley, in partnership with Lomitech, and sponsored by Homeward Ventures, Hippo Insurance, Upwest, Hillel at Stanford, Leap, and Birthright Excel. Welcome to another episode of 20 Minute Leaders. Today, I'm honored to have Noah Asher with me, the CEO of NTT Innovation Laboratory Israel. NTT Israel serves as the focal point for NTT group companies in Israel, and their mission is to bring value to NTT by collaborating with Israeli companies and academia in various fields. NTT is one of the major players in the Japanese communication market and is considered a Fortune 100 company with over $100 billion of annual sales, more than 300,000 employees worldwide, operating in 80-plus countries. From 2014 to 2020, Noah served as the economic minister at the Israeli embassy in Tokyo, where she was in charge of promoting trade and investments between Israel and Japan, supporting the revolution that happened during this time in the business relations between Israel and Japan. Noah joined the Ministry of Economy in 2002 and held several positions at the Foreign Trade Administration and the Innovation Authority, including the commercial attache in Chicago. Previously, she was the legal advisor in a group of startup companies. Noah Asher, welcome to 20 Minute Leaders from Ranana, usually before Tokyo, but now Ranana, welcome. How are you? Great. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I'm excited to learn you know, all about Tokyo, Japan, Israel, relations, trade, economics, uh, you know, and the entity group that, that you're a part of and what you're doing there uh, previously with the embassy in, in Tokyo, but now a uh, part of NTT, so uh, really, really interesting things. Tell me a little bit about yourself and, and how you found yourself dealing with the economics and trade between Israel and Japan. Wow. Long story. <laughs> um, I actually... Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually started my career at the uh, end of the 90s as a legal advisor uh, in a group of Israeli startup companies. So that was when the whole bubble started, uh, Israeli VCs were established, um, and I worked mainly, you know, on a day-to-day -day, uh, legal issues and also investment rounds in the, uh, in the startups. Um, I didn't like being a lawyer at all. Um, I left um, maybe three years after uh, when I was uh, accepted to the diplomatic course at the Israeli Ministry of Economy and Trade. Um, I spent 18 years there, so 2002 to uh, 2020, which were really, really amazing, exciting time for me. Uh, very diverse. Um, I could really, you know, I could really feel that I'm making an impact. A lot of um, independency, a lot of responsibilities in different, uh, in different positions that I held. Um, I started there at the uh, Asia Pacific Department when we just started. Um, all the relations with uh, China, we actually had a very large delegation in 2004 to China. We had 200 Israeli businessmen going there. Um, and the whole kind of hype about Israel and Asia started. Of course, China at the beginning, uh, but I'm very happy to see the tilt moving into uh, Japan as well. 
Um, after working at the Asia Pacific Department, I moved actually to the Chief Scientist Office, um, today the Innovation Authority. Um, I spent there a few years as the Chief of Staff, uh, working with the Chief Scientist on some reforms or new programs, new projects that will help and support the Israeli industry. Um, then I moved to Chicago. I spent uh, five years in the U.S. Um, as the uh, commercial attaché at the consulate in Chicago. A very exciting time working on promoting relationship between Israel and the Midwest, um, 14 states in the Midwest. Um, mostly I was uh, focused on medical, life science. I worked with all the big names at the, in the area, Baxter, Abbott, Medtronic, um, to bring them to collaborate with Israeli companies in that field. Um, I also had the opportunity to spend one year at the Harvard Kennedy School as a Wexner Fellow, uh, where I did my uh, master's in public administration, which was really great, great time. Uh, you know, mostly for me, meeting so many different people from, you know, from different countries that are in high positions that are, we could really study and learn from, from each other. This was, this was great. I came back and I worked at the uh, Ministry of Economy, um, heading the financial uh, department, um, promoting new programs that will help Israeli exporters uh, work in um, international markets. And then I was very fortunate um, to, was, uh, to, to uh, be appointed as the uh, economic minister at the embassy of Israel in Japan. Um, I spent six years there, um, six years that could really, you know, be defined as the revolution time um, in terms of the economic relations between Israel and Japan, uh, where Japanese uh, companies, Japanese government um, started seeing Israel as a legitimate place to do business with. And also, um, this was actually part of the uh, 2014 Kaden Ren visit to Israel. They said that it's not just um, okay to do business with Israel, but it's also beneficial to both uh, sides. So that was when the Japanese industry started understanding the value that the Israeli industry could bring uh, to them and help them stay as global leaders, um, global innovation leaders, or try to be uh, global innovation leaders and stay in the competition. Um, so six years in Japan, very, very exciting. I came back in August 2020, and I was very ha happy to receive a proposal from NTT. Um, NTT um, realized as well that they have a great value um, to earn from having a center here in Israel, and we established the center on July 1st, so two months ago. <laughs> we are very new, um, and uh, we are serving as the focal point uh, for NTT group companies. There are 989 companies in NTT um, to the Israeli innovation, so we are here um, to help entity group companies work with Israeli companies, identify opportunities for investment, for collaboration, for joint R&D, uh, for new businesses, uh, distribution of Israeli products and technologies. Um, and we are working uh, mostly now as matchmakers, um, identifying the needs and the opportunities in Israel and trying to establish new platforms that will promote this collaboration. Incredible, so, incredible. So, so take me back a little bit. Tell me, tell me about the, the Tokyo landscape, you know, that where we spent some time and both, you know, in relation to, to Israel, but also, you know, what, what's happening there in terms of innovation, technology, and how, how 
is Israel playing some role within that? So, you know, Japanese economy is one of the largest economies in the world. It's now number three, used to be number two. Um, it it um, had uh, the two lost decades, maybe now a little bit more, um, trying to figure out, you know, after all the big companies such as, you know, the uh, car manufacturers, Panasonic, Sony, and others started losing their, um, their uh, status, their global status. They're trying to find out ways where they could really stay in that competition and achieve um, new, new value. Um, Israel was not on the map of the Japanese industry until 2014. Um, there was very limited collaboration between Israeli and Japanese corporations in terms of investments, in terms of joint ventures. There was almost no knowledge, actually, about Israel um, in Japan. And that's where, yeah, that's where everything started to, to shift. Um, um, in Japan, government-to-government -government relationships are very influential. So they influence the industry top-down. Um, and in 2014, there was a visit of the Kaden Ren to Israel, as I said before, which are the, the big uh, organization of, of all, the, all the big companies in Japan. And that's where they said that it's, it's legitimate and beneficial to do business with Israel. Then we had uh, Netanyahu, our prime, previous prime minister, visit, Israel in, uh, visit Japan in 2014. And that's where everything started to roll. So it was like a, you know, like a rock was moved out of uh, out of a dam, and the and the river started streaming. Um, what was it about? What was it about the visit that that opened the canal and, and opened the stream to allow for this? So this this was this was uh, the Netanyahu's visit. After that, um, you know, he had very close uh, relations with uh, prime, then Prime Minister Abe. They decided on collaboration in various fields, cybersecurity and others, and R&D. A few months after, he invited actually the Minister of Economy in Japan to come to visit Israel. And July 2014 was when the first, uh, first time that uh, the Japanese Minister of Economy came to visit Israel and signed an MOU for joint R&D. Um, this is something that we worked on for many, many years, and it was finally done then. And then Prime Minister Abe visited Israel January 2015. And every time there was such a meeting, such a summit, you know, new agreements were signed, new declarations. Um, in in uh, January 2015, actually, the Israeli government received a resolution to promote the relationships between Israel and Japan, seeing Japan as a strategic partner economically, politically, um, and we were fortunately allocated with great, uh, great, uh, you know, budget, and we could do many, many different programs um, to uh, encourage those relationships. So one of the things that we did was actually campaigning for Israel. Uh, we were campaigning, um, you know, so we will be able to create awareness in the Japanese industry, um, working on showcasing Israel as a startup nation, as an innovation hub, which is very, very relevant uh, for the Japanese companies. We always say that um, the relationship between Israeli companies and Japanese corporations is really creating a synergy. Uh, together we can create um, great value. So we always say Israelis are making zero to one and Japanese are good in making one to 100. 
Um, I actually had a visit of the former CEO of uh, Sony in Israel, uh, Mr. Idei, and when he came back, he, he told me, you know, you're saying it wrong. You should say Israel is good in making minus one to one. So coming up with a new disruptive idea and bringing it uh, to the table, and then the Japanese corporations could start uh, uh, working on that, collaborating on that. So we really see that this synergy being created uh, between Japanese and Israeli companies. And it was like a, you know, almost tabula rasa. So almost nothing was done before. Almost no connections were there. And from 2014 to 2020, and now even, even, even more, and even though uh, we are facing COVID, we still see the great growth in relationship. Uh, there were there was, as I said, a revolution in terms of, of uh, economic relations. The investment went from almost nothing to more than $8 billion in Israel. Japan became uh, a very important investor into the Israeli industry. In 2020, if I remember correctly, 20, uh, Japan became 12% um, of the uh, FDI towards Israel, invested 12% uh, in Israel. So they became a very important player in the Israeli economy. There are acquisitions of Israeli companies by the Japanese corporations, many joint ventures uh, between them, a lot of great, uh, great uh, projects and collaboration. And also as a government, we were able to create all sorts of platforms that could promote and encourage uh, this relationship. Um, we, one of the platforms that we started is called Jin. This is a Japan-Israel Innovation Network, and it's actually a network of all the important economic organizations, both in Japan and in Israel. Um, in Japan, there is a, those uh, organizations are really leading the industry. So Keidanren, as I said, Keizaito Yukai, which is an organization of the top uh, executives of the big companies in Japan, all of them were part of our group working together to promote a relationship. Uh, one of the greatest milestones was in January 2019 when the then Minister of Economy from Japan came to Israel with 200 businessmen from Japan. Top executives from 99 uh, Japanese companies, they came to Israel and we organized a festival, uh, a Japan-Israel festival um, created hundreds of meetings between those corporations and the Israeli uh, startups and companies. And this, you know, everything that you do is really influencing the industry. The Japanese, in the Japanese companies like to follow, so they usually are not the first to initiate, um, you know, a new trend. But then when they see the, so many executives, government, everybody is working with Israel, you know, every, every day that I was in Japan, I met a new company that I wasn't even familiar with, you know, companies that we, tend, uh, we tended to see under the radar. So, I don't know, companies of a value of $1 billion or $900 million. But those companies are very relevant uh, to do business with Israeli companies. They're interested in, in new businesses. They're interested in acquiring new Israeli companies. So it kind of influenced the whole industry, not just in the Tokyo area, but also in, in you know, more remote areas in Western Japan, in Osaka, Kansai area. Uh, we saw great, great uh, uh, joint ventures uh, and, and great collaboration. Incredible. What about the culture differences, right? I mean, the two very strong cultures, what, how, how did that come into play as you were witnessing the beginning of trade and investments? So we, we, you know, when you have the map of, of 
of uh, the Israeli and Japanese uh, culture, this is, you know, 180 degrees. It's so different and it's so opposite. Um, so there's a lot of, of negotiations that needs to be done here. Um, and this is where I think I come in with my, you know, six years experience of working with uh, Japanese companies and managing a Japanese team at the embassy. Um, but there is a great difference. But that's where I, I, I think really the, the uh, capabilities of the, Israeli, of the Israelis and the features of the Japanese are really completing, uh, completing each other and creating this, uh, this uh, synergy. Um, Israelis have to learn how to work with Japanese, you know. For Japanese, uh, harmony is maybe a top value. So there is no, uh, there is no uh, win-lose situation. You're only creating a win-win situation. You're looking at your partner. You want the partner to benefit from the transaction. You want to, you want to uh, have a long-term, um, you know, a long-term relationship that is based on trust. Um, it's very important for them to create this harmony, uh, to be full, you know, full, um, full board on, on the collaboration. Um, and it's, it's hard for Israelis. They have to change their mindset. They're not here to win. They're here to create this harmony of working together and understanding the needs of the other side. Um, there are many differences, and I can talk about it. Uh, very, very long, and there are a lot of things that Israelis uh, have to learn. The, the, the biggest uh, challenge uh, for us Israelis is the speed. You know, speed of making decisions is in, in Japan is very, very slow. Sometimes it's too slow for the Israeli startups that are, they need to, uh, to uh, you know, understand what's going on very, very quickly, and they always have others, other opportunities. So this is a great challenge that we have to overcome. We are trying to navigate and, and bridge those differences um, in order uh, to make it more uh, valuable for, for Israelis and for now for NTT not to lose great opportunities that they have here in Japan, in Israel. Uh, we can talk about this for, for so much longer, uh, but I want to get to know you a little bit better as well. Take me back, you know, before you were legal advisor and, and in the ministry. You know, what fascinated you as a kid? What, what really sparked your curiosity? So I, I think from a very young age, I love traveling. I spent uh, two years in junior high in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, uh, you know, somewhere up there. Um, and every, every minute that we spent there, you know, my, my, when we arrived, my father bought this uh, trailer and we traveled everywhere. We uh, drove to Alaska, we drove to, uh, you know, U.S., everywhere. Um, and, and, and I just loved it. I could never handle routine life. This was very hard for me as a lawyer, I think. Um, and, and I loved, I loved traveling. I, I, I spent those years in Canada after that. I kept on traveling. I worked um, at, the, uh, at the military as an uh, intelligence officer in the foreign uh, relations at the, uh, at the intelligence uh, forces. Um, I always liked this exposure to foreigners. I always liked learning about new cultures. I always liked uh, traveling. I worked as a, when I went to law school, I worked as a flight attendant in Elal. I just enjoyed, enjoyed those this, this type of life. And, and I think that my career in the, uh, in the ministry really um, filled that, that need.
And what inspires you right now in the day to day? So, you know, the transition from the public uh, sector to the private sector was very dramatic for me. I, I loved uh, the feeling of making an impact. You know, working at the ministry, I really felt that I could do good for the Israeli economy, for the Israeli industry. I was very attentive uh, to the needs of the Israeli industry, and I felt that I could really make those uh, changes, different programs, support them in many ways uh, to, make, to make this impact. Um, now at NTT, you know, I'm not working for the Israeli government, but I am working for the Israeli industry. NTT, it's, it's a whole world, it's a country. There are 989 companies under this group working in more than 88 uh, countries and regions. It's a huge conglomerate working in many different uh, fields. Um, we are here focusing on cybersecurity, digital healthcare, and AI, but you know, every day I discover a new company under NTT, NTT Agrotechnology, um, you know, working on agrotechnology uh, um, product, and also NTT uh, satellites, everything. So every day I discover a new company. Uh, we receive requests from uh, cybersecurity, as I said, to energy, to agrotechnology, to fashion tech. So. I feel like I'm very, uh, you know, I'm here to help the Israeli industry and create value for NTT. So I'm here, I really want uh, this feeling of making an impact, a great a contribution to, um, to Israel. And if there are a few words that would describe you, what would they be? Um, I thought about it. I'm a mother. I think this is my first thing. Uh, I have three great uh, kids. Um, I'm a matchmaker. Um, I've been doing this since I was 10. You know, in, in fourth grade, I was the matchmaker of the, of the girls and the boys. I was bridging them, and I think I took this uh, ability to my career. So I think I'm a matchmaker still. Um, a wife. Uh, hopefully my, my husband can describe me like that. But, you know, balancing this work-life uh, and, uh, yeah, so mother, matchmaker, and wife, I think. I love it. I love it. Thank you very, very much, Noah. This was wonderful. Uh, best of luck with NTT and what you're doing here with thank Israel. You. And thank you for your time. Stay safe and stay healthy. You too. Thank you. It was great talking to you. Bye-bye.